Welcome to Think Eternity with Matt Brown. And I have a an author and a guest on today that I just love his books. I'm so excited to have him on. And that's Robert Morgan. Robert, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome, Matt. I've been looking forward to it. So uh, Robert Morgan is the teaching pastor of the Donaldson Fellowship in Nashville, where he served for over 40 years, faithfully preaching God's word. He's a best-selling author of more than 35 books. And I was telling him before we started that I've been reading, like I have like seven of those that have been on my reading list, many that I've finished. And uh, the reason is they're just so powerful, just incredible wisdom from the word of God. He has millions of books sold. He was also a homemaker and caregiver for his late wife of 43 years, Katrina, who battled multiple sclerosis and passed away in November of 2019. He and Katrina have three daughters and 16 grandchildren. That sounds like a full house. Well, it, it is, and they all live uh, within, say, 45 minutes. So I'm very fortunate, um, and I, I need my family, you know, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Of course, with any large family comes a lot of issues. So, uh, you know, Matt, we end up living out what we preach and what we study in the Bible and what we write. Uh, all of life is a uh, opportunity to continually be putting God's word into practice. That's so good, and uh, that's the dream to li- to all live close uh, in a short distance. If if it works out for your family, we have three kids, one on the way, and uh, I'm already planning and thinking about how we can all live, you know, on the same street, <laughs> love love our kids. Um, and so, well, Robert is the author of many amazing books, and including most recently, "Great Is Thy Faithfulness," the book "Great Is Thy Faithfulness: Fifty Two Reasons to Trust God." when hope feels lost. And I mean, it just doesn't sound like there's much more important book that we could all read right now. He shares in that, that in times of waiting or grieving or uncertainty, we sometimes wonder if God will fulfill his promises. And I don't know if you've been there. I've been there. There's been times, even as a minister of the gospel, where you're going, ah, it doesn't seem like God likes me very much right now. Or my situation doesn't show me that this great love of God and in those moments, it's that we need a book like this, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, where he shares these scriptures uh, that will remind you and in such a powerful way that no matter your circumstances or feelings, one thing, Robert, one thing never changes. God is with you and God loves you and he cares about, he cares about your life. Pastor Robert, of course, discovered this uh, in his own life through some of the things that he's walked through. And can you can you just begin to share a little of your story? And today we're going to be talking about that. You are going to be filled with hope. If you've questioned, if you've wondered, if you've been discouraged, this is going to be the conversation for you. You're going to be uplifted, not not by a man, not by an author who's incredible, but by God, by God's word. And so, Pastor Robert, please please share with us a little bit of your story and your journey. What led into this book even, Great Is Thy Faithfulness? Yeah, well, it's it's true, Matt, that life is very, very difficult, um, more than we expected it to be when we were younger. There is this aspect of God's faithfulness that sustains us. Uh, the title of my book comes from the great hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, from Thomas Chisholm. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. Are you familiar with that hymn? Oh, of course. And of course, the title of that hymn comes from the book of Lamentations, chapter three, which was the worst day of Jeremiah, the prophet's life. 
you can, we can often look back and say, well, this was one of my best days ever, but this was absolutely the worst day that I ever went through. It could be when you have a, a terrible tragedy in your life or whatever. And that was true for Jeremiah. And he just started writing the saddest things about it. But in the middle of that book of Lamentations, he said, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope that it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, for they are new every morning. His compassions do not fail. Great is thy faithfulness. And I love the classic hymns of the faith. I've written a series of books called Then Sings My Soul on the classic hymns, but I love the scriptures behind them even more. My story really begins in the Tennessee mountains where I grew up, in the Appalachians. I had a very wonderful childhood and family. I went to Columbia International University, uh, and that's where I met Katrina, went on to Wheaton Graduate School. She and I were married, and we began pastoring up in the mountains. And then we moved to Nashville, where we pastored as senior pastor until her condition became so difficult to manage that I had to step out of the senior pastoral role. And so uh, then I became a teaching pastor, which basically means I preach once a month and I teach Wednesday night class every week. And I try to do other things that I can do and cause a little bit of trouble. But what I learned early in my life from my mentors, especially when I was in college at Columbia International University, is that God is so faithful to speak to us every day in His Word. And I'll tell you something very personal, Matt. This is really almost too recent and too personal to share. But this morning, you know, I, I had Omicron, the plague, you know, about a month ago. I think I'm still recovering from it. I've got some challenges right now in my life and weights and pressures like everybody does. And I woke up this morning and I just felt like the psalmist in his great distresses. I mean, I, I don't know when I felt so defeated and overwhelmed as I did this morning. And I managed to crawl out of bed and I got to my desk and I said, Lord, I don't even know where to read in your word today. I've actually been going through John's gospel, but today I was just lost. And I started reading in Psalm 59, and nothing spoke to me until I came to Psalm 69. And Psalm 69 began saying, save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. And I began reading that Psalm, and the Lord began to whisper into my life. And suddenly it dawned on me, I'm 69 years old. This Psalm was put here just for me at age 69. Wow. And I just immerse myself in that psalm, and the Lord has strengthened and reassured me. He's pulled me out of the bad state of mind I was in this morning. But this has been the pattern of my life, that I battle things, but always there is some word in the Scripture for me, and I'm just driven by emotions or circumstances to dig in there and find it. And I also thought, you know, maybe the reason there is 150 Psalms is so if we live to be 150, there will always be one wow. the same age as us. So for me, it's Psalm 69 today. You're such an incredible teacher of God's Word in your books. And even just listening to your voice, which, you know, I'm reading your books, not listening to you, but 
Do you have a radio show? I think you need a radio show if you don't already. <laughs> uh, I do have a podcast every week, a Bible study podcast, uh, just called the Robert J. Morgan Podcast. And Matt, I teach through books of the Bible one minute at a time on social media. Oh, my so goodness. On Facebook and Instagram. Right now, I'm teaching through Hebrews. Okay. I'm actually taking five days on Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, but that's on social media. But no, I don't have a radio show. Well, I, I get would... some of your social media content, but I didn't realize you were systematically going through it like that. And as I read your books, I think, I mean, just as a preacher, I'm going, I'm going to use all of this, right? This is like incredible understanding of the scripture and what was happening in the Bible time when the Bible was written in these different passages. And uh, there's so much I've picked up from it. I was sitting here thinking, though, as you shared about having a discouraging morning, one of my best friend and I like to think of ourselves as chief encouragement officers. And I think it's it's wonderful that I get to chat with you today, because before we started, I just told you how big of a fan I am and how how grateful I am for your life and ministry. And so it's special to me to be able to, uh, you feel a little bit connected when you read uh, someone's book, especially multiple books. And so I've learned a lot from you. And so thank you for your ministry. Do you feel like a lot of your books have come through hard seasons or, or what do you feel like, like, especially this book now, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Talk about the season that led into this and how you feel like God has used some of those seasons in your life to really to minister to us. Yeah. All of my books have come out of my own uh, study of scripture and what God has said to me. I never go into the Bible looking for a sermon or a lesson or out outline. I just go looking to be fed. I say, Lord, I need a word from you. And I'm fascinated with the way the Bible is put together. And with uh, 66 books, that's like 66 friends with 66 different personalities. And I'm fascinated with the themes of the Bible. So in the Bible, there are nearly 100 verses that specifically speak of God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And His faithfulness is that attribute which signifies his absolute commitment to keep every syllable of every word of every promise that he has made. The Bible is filled with promises. There are literally thousands of them. And the faithfulness of God is tied into those promises. So it is his, the attribute or the quality within him, which ensures that not a single jot or tittle of any promise can ever fail for his children. So I selected 52 of those verses and just did a, a deep dive into how they were exegeted, where they were found in the Bible, uh, how they could be interpreted. I found some stories of people who had experienced God's faithfulness. And I wrote this really after my wife passed away. So I was writing it sort of in the aftermath of grief. I did two books like that, The Jordan River Rules and this book, Great is Thy Faithfulness. So I tell some of the stories there, but it's not really a book of grief management, but that certainly was a part of my experience as I wrote it. In those two books, I tell how the Lord took Katrina to heaven uh, in Great is Thy Faithfulness and The Jordan River Rules. And it really was a remarkable story. The Lord just was with us at every step and left me with, with peace, and his promises sustained me through that time period. So these are both very heartfelt books, and Great as Thy Faithfulness just focuses on 52. It's really a book of 52 small Bible studies 
on verses about the faithfulness of God. And I mean, we just need it so much right now, because I think when the difficulties are happening in the world, when things aren't just easy or as normal, when stuff is shaken, when uncertainty is around us, which we've lived in for a couple of years now, I think globally, people wonder and they, they hunger for God's promises. And if you don't know, if you've never, you know, to our listener, if you've never, if you don't understand fully what God's promises are, the scripture talks uh, about these promises that God gives us of how he'll bless us, how he'll help us, how he'll be with us in our life. And those are promises, not just to, to other believers, those are promises to you. God promises those to your life when you love him, when you trust him, when you follow him. So Pastor, Pastor Robert takes 52 of those related to God's faithfulness. And I, I know for me, Pastor Robert, I've felt, uh, I'm, I keep calling you Pastor Robert. It's just, it's your pastoral ministry. But for me, one of the things that is, is so greatly encouraged me for some reason over the last few years is this idea that as the world is changing so fast, we can rest, we can settle, we can be unshaken on the unchanging faithfulness, unchanging nature of who God is. He doesn't change. So everything's changing, but God doesn't change. And something about that is just steady my heart through this time. So you talk about in this yeah. in this about great is thy faithfulness, and I want to talk a little bit later about how God's faithfulness can help no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing. For you and your wife, she she dealt with multiple sclerosis, and and you guys dealt not only with um, had to go had to grieve in the recent years, but you also had those health challenges. As you're pastoring, as you're ministering, as you're trying to do God's work. And so for you, where did you, where did you and Katrina find solace? Where did you over the years find like just such a trust in God through such a difficult circumstance like that? Oh, Matt, we were both fortunate to have mentors back when we were young adults who taught us to have our daily quiet time. Uh, For me, it was um, my professors at Columbia International University. It was Billy Graham's wife, Ruth, Belle Graham. And for Katrina, it was a lady in Florida named Antoinette Johnson. And uh, also she was tremendously influenced by Major Ian Thomas. So we both- Love his stuff. Oh yeah, Yeah. we both were separately taught every morning, but without fail to get our cup of coffee and go to our separate desks and spend as much time as we could with the Lord in prayer and Bible study. And- to do it seriously, to say, Lord, what can I learn today here in your word? And to use, you know, notebooks and wide margin Bibles and some basic Bible tools, and then to have our time of prayer. So from the very beginning, even before our marriage, we were doing that. So we would wake up every day and she would go to her desk and I'd go to mine. And we we had that devotional time. And then at evening, we'd pray together almost without fail before we went to bed and during times of crisis then we would just pray together. She was a woman of great faith, and I have a lot of anxiety and and panic and fear. And so she was a tremendous support to me. But that was our secret. And it was the secret to everything was just that, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door and talk to your father who is in secret. And we come to know the Lord at the cross, but we come to know him better and the closet. And so it was this habit that we learned before we were married by separate groups of mentors that really provided the spiritual foundation 
that allowed us to deal with times both good and bad. You connected so closely with the Lord, like as a believer in worship at church or you read the scripture, you're praying uh, in your car or at home, you sense the presence of the Lord. You sense the Holy Spirit inside you and with you and for you. And it gives you this strength that doesn't make sense based on what you're going through. Do you feel like, Robert, for you and even for Katrina, that you wouldn't have had that kind of wisdom and strength if you hadn't have really just taken time to be with God and his word and prayer? It would have been awful. We would have been a wreck. Katrina was from Maine. She was strong-willed. She had her own peculiar habits like we all do. I was a guy from Tennessee, an introvert who battled panic and inferiority and everything else you can imagine. But we were perfectly matched for each other. But, you know, there's the verse in First John that says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So the reason that our different personalities complemented one another was because we were both walking in the light. The closer we individually are to the Lord, the closer we'll be to one another. It's that, you know, that famous triangle illustration. And that was, you know, we, when we would uh, mentor young couples, we would always tell them that was, you know, that was the key to our marriage, that we started every day with the Lord and then he stayed with us. You know, when you finish your devotions, you're not leaving the Lord behind. You're, you're taking him with you into the day. And, you know, our marriage wasn't perfect. And, and there were times when, when we had to work through issues. But I don't know what we'd have done without the Lord. His presence united. It was the glue that made our love for one another be cohesive. You can't leave the spiritual element out of marriage. And by spiritual element, I mean things as practical as opening the Bible and getting a pen and finding a verse and underlining about uh, underlining it. That's, that's so helpful to our listener. The strength that you need, the grace that you need, it's not just by calling yourself a believer, although that's a great start to put your trust in Christ. It changes everything in your life. But God wants to help you to, to walk with him, to follow him, because he has better things, greater things in store for you, to experience his abiding presence in his purpose in your life. And so it's about what Robert's sharing here. And I don't know if anyone's ever told you that before, but you need to open the Bible, pray and walk with God. Because when you do that, that's where all this joy comes from. That's where all this strength comes from. That's where all this fulfillment comes from. And it helps you in your relationship, the most important relationship in your life with your spouse, with your children. I hope if you don't already do that, you'll take this from Robert and remember this moment that you began to have a prayer life, that you began to sneak away with the Lord, to get with God, because there's something that's going to happen. There's something that's going to, there's roots that are going to go there and flourishing that's going to happen from there. To live the this effective, victorious, powerful Christian life uh, that that is only available when we just get away with God. And so... Before I ask one last question, I want to share that I I read uh, recently Robert's book, The Strength You Need. That I've been telling everybody to go read that. I want to tell you to go read that. And there's another one called Always Near. And those are just unbelievable books. Of course, there's the book from the past, The Red Sea Rules, which everybody loves. People are still finding it and reading it. Was that one of your first books? 
Red Sea Rules? No, but it was it's, it's okay. in the middle of the set, but it's about 21 years old. But you know, Mac, just by coincidence today, before I linked on with you, I got an email from my publisher. That book has never been published in audio before, and I didn't realize it. And they said, we, it is about time we put this book in audio. Are you available to read? And I said, yes. So we're going to record it and it'll be out in audio 21 years after the print edition. That is so cool. That is so cool. I love that. So one last question for you would be just to our, to our listener, to people that are struggling uh, with what's been going on around the world. You talk about in your book, great is thy faithfulness. Can you can you just encourage us and lift us up for a moment on the faithfulness of God? I will. My favorite single verse about God's faithfulness is in Hebrews. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful. And the way that I picture this, you know, when you think of holding something, I think of a rope. Uh, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. We have this profession of hope that is based on the promises of God, and those promises are specific promises, verses Mm. that He gives us. And just like with me today with Psalm 69, it was like God was throwing a rope from heaven with that psalm. And Mm. suddenly on my desk landed this rope that made itself into Psalm 69, and I just grabbed it, and it pulled me up because God is faithful. So this is the wonderful truth about God's faithfulness. It is uplifting, and that means it pulls us out of depression, out of addiction, out of sin, out of difficulty, out of hopelessness. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for He who promised is faithful. Amen. There's good things coming for you. The future is always bright when you follow Jesus. Uh, I think Dr. Piper says, you know, in, in, for those in Christ, it's only a matter of time till there's only joy. And so that's what we're heading towards. Of course, we live in this life where we have doubts and questions and discouragements and frustrations. So we need to keep coming back to the Word of God. That's something that's so important is to just continue to, to return to the simple, powerful truths of God's word. And so I do hope you'll go pick this book up in any of the books that I mentioned. Uh, Great is thy faithfulness, the strength you need, always near. Go read all three of those. And then the Red Sea Rules, Jordan Sea Rules. There's a new one coming here soon. Go read those ones to start. You'll love them. There will be a book that you can take with you as you pray. You can read a chapter and you can pray and remind yourself through this rich scriptural teaching of God with you in your life. And so thank you so much, Robert. Just absolutely a a dream to have you. Blessings. Thank you, Matt. And God bless you. And thank you for letting me be with you today. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Eternity podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe now on the new Access More podcast platform or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note on social media to at Evangelist Matt. And I want to continue to encourage your faith. Learn more about today's podcast in the show notes. And you can continue to be encouraged at thinky.org.